everyone, welcome back to Mental Health Spot. This is Oli speaking. If you are under the age of 18, please consult with your parent, guardian, or a trusted adult before continuing to tune in to my podcast episodes. So today, we are going to talk about paranoid personality disorder. It is one of the more rare personality disorders because, you know, borderline personality disorder is very common. Paranoid personality disorder is a little bit more rare, but it is something that um, I have seen in my work, in my line of work. And I'm fairly certain that my father had this personality disorder. He had something going on. Either that or paranoid schizophrenia or schizoaffective disorder. He had something going on. So for short, we're going to say PPD. So paranoid personality disorder, PPD. And so PPD, I actually took the trouble to write down some key points this time because, you know, I'm always speaking from from my brain and I don't write anything down um, because I don't want it to sound scripted, you know? Um, Anyway, so studies show that PPD affects between 2.3% and 4.4% of the general population, okay? Basically, the main characteristic that you're going to look out for with PPD is a pervasive, relentless mistrust of other people without reasons to be suspicious. This disorder is typically seen in childhood or early adolescence, and it does appear to be more common in men than women, okay? So let's see what else I wrote down here. Okay, so people with PPD have a very difficult time maintaining relationships with others, intimate relationships with others, because they're very mistrusting um they do not trust your motives they assume that you must have an underlying reason to want to be friends with them to want to be connected to them in any way they assume there is an ulterior motive there is a plan you have a plan you are in it to cause them some kind of harm and they could literally feel this way with no viable evidence you could be hanging out with somebody with ppd one day and just say oh hey i was thinking we should go get ice cream and the person with ppd will think ice cream why are we gonna go get ice cream are we supposed to see somebody there somebody that i don't like somebody that's gonna make me feel bad somebody that's gonna hurt me is that why is that why they want to go get ice cream something as simple as that will turn into this cyclical negative thinking pattern and they will believe what they tell themselves despite reassurance. People with PPD tend to be hostile, stubborn, argumentative. They're very hypersensitive and they take criticism very poorly. 
someone with PPD might see a group of people laughing about absolutely nothing related to them. And they will make it about them. They will believe that they are the ones being laughed at. People with PPD have a difficult time in the workplace because they assume that anything that is being said to them by anyone in a position of power is being said to them for the purposes of sabotaging them or harming them in some way. People with this disorder tend to be very controlling and very unforgiving. I'm looking to see what else I wrote down. Okay. Someone with PPD might have a hard time forgiving you for something they think you did not for anything you actually did or something you did that was taken completely out of context. Again, very paranoid. Someone with this disorder will think people are watching them, people are following them, people are looking for them. They are looking for ways to cause them any kind of strife. It sounds a lot like paranoid schizophrenia, but that's a little bit different because with paranoid schizophrenia, there is the component of the visual, the auditory um, hallucinations. And so that is for another episode. This focuses strictly on the paranoid component. For example, if I go outside and I go for a walk and my neighbor goes outside and goes for a walk two minutes after I left my house I'm going to assume they did it to follow me to persecute me to find a way to get me if I have PPD and so again people with this particular personality disorder will be hard pressed to find a lot of people that have patience to tolerate the constant accusations and pointing of fingers. And so the first step is awareness and the second step is treatment. And so what kind of treatment would be best for someone with PPD? Individual therapy, group therapy, a support group of sorts. Medication is not really recommended to treat personality disorders, but I suppose you can prescribe something for the anxiety related to the paranoia. And in treatment, there has to be a lot of focus on building trust. There has to be a lot of CBT and a lot of empathy building and trust building. Like a lot of taking their irrational thoughts and dissecting them and giving them the tools to challenge each irrational thought. 
PPD is actually one of the hardest personality disorders to treat, but it is absolutely not impossible. There are ways to improve. I have seen it. I have seen people get better um, with this disorder and awareness has a lot to do with it. Being aware of your thoughts, observing your thoughts, understanding that we are not our thoughts. And then learning how to pick apart the irrational thoughts. Where is this coming from? What evidence do I have to support this thought? And so people with PPD typically had parents that were themselves very paranoid or very cold and very distant growing up. So oftentimes it can even be a trauma response um, to be so mistrusting and paranoid because they never had a secure attachment with their caregivers. And so very important to look out for primarily just somebody that not only doesn't trust you or doesn't believe anything that you say, but will find a way, even if you're doing absolutely nothing wrong, not to trust you. They are looking for ways not to trust you. And it's not on purpose, by the way. It's automatic. But again, can improve with group therapy, support groups, individual therapy, etc. There is always hope as it relates to mental health issues. Always. I have seen many, many people get better with me as a clinician and with other clinicians. And I myself have improved dramatically because of being in therapy. You just got to keep the faith. It's funny because growing up, I was really paranoid. So I used to think, well, I'm still paranoid. Who am I kidding? I used to think, oh man, what if I have PPD? But nah, I don't have PPD. Um, I don't have PPD because at some point I'm able to like catch myself, you know? Um... Then again, it could be because of years of therapy. So maybe I have PPD and I've just learned how to maneuver through and navigate through my paranoid ideations. I don't think so though. I don't think my paranoia is as extreme as someone with PPD. It's very extreme, severe paranoia and it causes them to act differently toward you. It completely alters their behavior. Um, They become very distant, very cold, very angry, very aggressive. They respond to their own fears about you without seeking your reassurance or validation. And any reassurance or validation you might provide would be fruitless. Again, though, with therapy... And even family-based therapy, when it's someone in the family that's going through it, would also be really helpful um, to explore the family dynamics and find ways to um, ameliorate the situation from within. It takes time, but it's possible. 
And so if you're out there listening and you have PPD, we're in this journey together, you and I. And there is no shame. It is not your fault. You are not to blame. But your recovery is your responsibility. And so reach out to a therapist, whether it's me or anybody else, and get your healing started. Until next time, thank you for listening.